Welcome to Shape by Faith. We shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guests today are Captain Jimmy Parrish, who has served in the Salvation Army for 12 years with Louisville, Kentucky, and Jeremy Wharf, the Director of Volunteer Services. Welcome, guys, to Shape by Faith. Thank you. Hi, Teresa. So good to be with you today. Yeah, it was so good meeting you a few weeks ago, and I cannot wait for our listeners to hear um, all about the Salvation Army. There's just so much to what it has to offer. Captain Parrish, I want to start with you and um, tell us about your family background in serving for the Salvation Army. Well, thank you, Teresa, for uh, covering the Salvation Army. We are truly grateful for that opportunity. Um, when this, For the Salvation Army, for me uh, specifically, uh, my parents were Salvation Army officers and served for uh, 45 years apiece. And so they have retired from the Salvation Army. And so I grew up in the Salvation Army my entire life. And so I, uh, as, a, as a child, obviously, I, got, uh, I went to church uh, anytime the door was open um, and uh, had the opportunity to go to church. And then eventually, as I grew up, um, I kind of steered away from the Salvation Army for a while, uh, just what young adults do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and tried to make my own way about what I wanted to do, and then uh, eventually kind of made the path back uh, to the Salvation Army, um, to which the Lord was leading me to. Wow. Your your family has a rich history of the Salvation Army, and, and I want to talk about before you entered um, the field you're in right now, and as you're serving in the Salvation Army, you were in the medical sales field, is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. I sold uh, medical supplies and medical equipment, um, as well as managed a medical supply company. Uh, I worked for Physician Sales and Service, uh, what is now, I think, McKesson has bought it out now, but I worked uh, for them. Uh, In my really young adult uh, age, I went to, um, I graduated from, well, I went to school at Tulsa Community College Mm -hmm. and then at Northeastern State University. Um, And then I graduated with a BA from Trevecca University in Christian ministry. And so I worked there in the medical uh, field uh, there in Dallas, Texas, Uh, enjoyed my time there, Uh, you know, um, had a had a really a great time in uh, selling medical supplies, really, you know, for me, it was kind of living the American dream there. And then uh, eventually I met my wife, uh, Captain Lacey Parrish, there in Dallas. Uh, She was currently um, attending the Garland Salvation Army. Mm -hmm. Um, And so eventually I had talked about at some point, um, started thinking about ministry. God started to move my heart and really kind of shut those doors uh, to the things that were making me happy. And so when those times think, or those things started to happen, um, I started going to church. Uh, I met Lacey. Um, we met there at the Garland Salvation Army, um, you know, started dating. Uh, and then eventually uh, continued our work. She sold um, insurance. Mm-hmm. And then I still worked for the medical supply company for a while until about 2007, uh, before we decided, or about 2006, we decided uh, to enter uh, the school uh, for training, the Evangel and Booth College there in Atlanta, Georgia for the Salvation Army, and, uh, you know, give our lives to full-time ministry uh, and began that in 2007 and then graduated from Evangel and Booth College in 2009. Wow. Well, God knew your plan for sure, didn't he? 
and uh, he yeah. knew he knew who your wife was going to be. He had it all planned out. So there, there is. Um, and I was talking to Jeremy um, about this when I actually visited the the Louisville, Kentucky branch. Uh, you have to actually go through a school for training, right? To to be mm-hmm. um, in yeah. service at the Salvation Army. How many? Is, how much does that require of you? Is there years involved with that? Yes, it requires two years. Okay. Uh, so we went in 2007 and then graduated in 2009. And that's, and that's full-time, um, you know, service of college ministry. You receive no paychecks. Uh, you just go to the school there in Atlanta and you go for those full two years. Um, mm-hmm. And so what tends to happen is your local Salvation Army, what we call a core, most people call a church, uh, they help supply your need. They uh, send money uh, so that you can buy some groceries if you need to. But the school supplies a place for you to stay, a place for you to eat, all your necessities they supply. And at that time, we had um, our daughter, Gracie. Um, and so they even supply child care for her. Oh, so wow. It's a ministry in which you just, you go to school, obviously mm-hmm. do biblical studies, uh, things of that sort, but also you have practical ministry in which they send you out into the local Atlanta area and you get to work in their different fields of whether it's a pastoral care ministry, maybe with Grady Hospital, or that you get to go to a local uh, unit and uh, do with Boys and Girls Clubs or help in the social services or help in the adult rehabilitation centers uh, there in the Atlanta area. So you get plenty of practical ministry along Mm -hmm. with theological ministry. All right. Now I'm going to come back to you, but Jeremy, I want to ask you um, about your background and what made you decide um, to serve in the Salvation Army and what were you doing before then? Sure, absolutely. So I, uh, I had kind of a unique route to the Salvation Army. So I grew up in a Christian household. I uh, went to school, high school locally here uh, in Louisville at Evangel Christian School. And being in a Christian school, we had the opportunity to go on uh, numerous mission trips, uh, mission trips every year. So we got to travel around. And, uh, you know, when we would go on these mission trips, you know, ministry uh, and helping people who were in difficult situations just really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always knew that, you know, that was something that I was passionate about. Well, shortly after college, I joined uh, the U.S. Coast Guard and I was stationed in Miami Beach, Florida. And we did an array of things, but one of the things that we did was emergency and disaster management. So anytime there was, you know, a hurricane or a tornado or an earthquake, anything like that, they would send over our boat to these uh, to these countries or, or, you know, locally, domestically across the United States. And I just developed a, a passion for helping people uh, kind of in, in high stress situations. Well, one of the trips that I went to in particular, And it wasn't my first taste of the Salvation Army. My wife, actually, prior to me uh, joining uh, the military, actually worked at the Salvation Army. So I wasn't unaccustomed to it. But when I was overseas, uh, the U.S. military was over there. We were rendering aid. And the Salvation Army was also there with their disaster services department. And they would feed the military breakfast, lunch and dinner. And they would do it so joyfully. And I got to find out a lot about the Salvation Army and how the individuals uh, who were there were not only volunteers, but ministers as well, and just absolutely fell in love with their mission. And when my military career was kind of coming to an end, 
uh, I was encouraged to go ahead and uh, apply to the Salvation Army. And, uh, you know, as God had a perfect plan for me, I've been here for for seven years now and uh, have just enjoyed every minute of it. I uh, recently just got my MBA and me and my wife are celebrating 10 years of marriage this year and we're expecting our first child. So life is just, (laughs) is just awesome at the moment. (laughs) Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, Jeremy, you're mentioning um, disaster relief. What, what is your role in a disaster? What do you do? Yeah. So a lot of people uh, don't know this about the Salvation Army, but we actually have an emergency and disaster services department. And we have over 7,600 emergency and disaster vehicles uh, all across the United States. And we also have them internationally as well. But anytime there is any natural disaster, any technological disaster, the Salvation Army actually sends our canteen food trucks Mm -hmm. and uh, all the resources we have, like, uh, you know, any sort of supplies that we have accrued. And uh, we actually go to those affected areas and we feed people and we uh, give them something to drink. We uh, have something really unique that we do here, and that's pastoral care because we have so many ministers in the Salvation Army. So we're there to you know, pray with people and we're there to listen to people, just kind of be a, a shoulder to cry on. Um, another thing we do is, you know, we give case management or we render case management because so many people have lost uh, so many things in disasters. So we try to help out to the best of our ability. And uh, a lot of people don't know, but 100% of the donation to the Salvation Army for disaster services actually goes towards that disaster. So I've had the opportunity to uh, go on about eight or nine uh, disasters with the Salvation Army. And uh, that can be you know, small things like house or apartment fires here locally in Louisville, um, or they could be large things like hurricanes in the Gulf uh, or, or, you know, in the Bahamas or in the Caribbean, anywhere. Uh, We just recently uh, sent supplies to St. Vincent for the volcano that just erupted out there. So um, it's a very exciting field and uh, exciting in the fact that you uh, get to provide hope. Um, You know, a lot of those people to us, you know, people who have lost uh, so much, um, you know, they have so much to worry about. The last thing that we want them to have to uh, figure out or find for themselves is food and water. So just offering that little bit of uh, hope um, is, is big when it comes to when it comes to disaster. So, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. No, I didn't know all of that. Okay, we're going to take a really quick break, and when we come back, we're going to hear more about the Salvation Army. So, everyone, stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My special guests today are Captain Jimmy Parrish, who has served in the Salvation Army for 12 years with Louisville, Kentucky, and Jeremy Worf, the Director of the Volunteer Services, and he served there for seven years. And it's been a pleasure uh, speaking with both of you, and I can't wait for our listeners to hear more about the Salvation Army. So why don't you explain what the mission is of the Salvation Army and, and why it was founded well the mission of the salvation army uh, first is a church Uh, it was it's a non-denominational church uh, that was founded really to meet uh, human needs um, you know in all cases one of the things that was unique about william booth when he um, started the salvation army in 1865 
was he felt the need to branch away from the English churches because of the segregation they were making for people who lived on the streets. Mm. And so what he did was started these evangelical really missions and marches and and movements in which he would just go down the street, uh, march down the street, have an open air, um, and then preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and bring people uh, to a point of salvation in which uh, Jesus would work in their lives and then have those individuals turn around and tell about what that means or how God changed their life and really started building the Salvation Army from that point. And then eventually it turned into, as he got closer and started coming into America, about social services and how we can feed or how we can help people in a variety of ways, not just bring the gospel of Jesus Christ, but how could we feed them? He felt like um, for someone to really uh, understand salvation or to have a point of being able to listen to a story about salvation is that you had to feed them. So he talked about soup, soap, and salvation in which he fed them. He gave them somewhere where they could clean up And then he presented the gospel to them so that they could have an opportunity to be really open-minded and open-hearted for for what the message of Jesus Christ was about to them. Wow. And he really did listen to the Lord, didn't he? I mean, he He absolutely heard the Lord speak to him. And um, I, I love that that you have to feed their bellies for them to listen. How true is that? I mean, yeah. that's wonderful. And, and and to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And, you know, when I think about the Salvation Army, you know, you think about, you know, what comes to your mind for most people, the kettlebell, you know, and uh, ringing it and, and things like that. You don't necessarily think about it as a church. So I love that you're breaking this down and, and explaining this to us today. How, ma- how many people does the Salvation Army help? Well, think about it locally here in Louisville. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Salvation Army will help. uh, As of right now, they've uh, had over 73,000 nights of stay uh, here at the Salvation Army. We've we've fed over 157,000 meals from just this particular location. Wow. Um, And so those numbers are just continuing to grow. We're we're feeding anywhere from three to 400 people a night uh, out of our kitchen. Um, and mm-hmm. so those things where they were, you know, a realization in 1865 and early in those days of the Salvation Army, they've continued here in 2021. Those those things don't go away, that people are still needing to be fed. People are still needing to be housed. People are still needing to hear the gospel. And all those things are barriers to them getting to a point in which they could really receive the gospel in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to, you know, kind of push down those barriers so that way we can get to the point where they realize what Jesus Christ is in their lives and how Jesus can really work in their lives. That's incredible that, oh my goodness, that you feed three to 400 people a night. Um, So if someone's hungry or or they're in need of shelter or emergency assistance, um, what do they need to do? Uh, so I was going to uh, just kind of add, you know, we uh, 
the Salvation Army does so much is, as Captain Pierce said, soup, soap, and salvation. That's kind of mm-hmm. our philosophy here. So, you know, we believe that an individual is not going to be worried about their spiritual life, much less bettering their personal life if they're worried about, you know, the clothing on their back or, you know, no meals. We believe that you need to take care of those initial things first. So, uh, every client, when they get to the Salvation Army, uh, what we first have them do is we have first have them meet with a case manager. And everybody's situation is unique. Everybody, um, has different things that they're struggling with. Uh, Homelessness and poverty in general is certainly not one dimensional. So we have a case manager meet with them, assess their needs, assess uh, both, you know, immediate needs and long-term needs. And then we kind of put them on a plan, uh, a plan where uh, we can help them, whatever it may be. If they just need uh, simply a meal for the night and somewhere to stay, um, all they need to do is reach out to their local Salvation Army um, here in Jefferson County or any Salvation Army that's, uh, that's in their vicinity and they can kind of lead them to the nearest shelter. But if they just need a food box for the day, we can certainly provide that. Or if they need food box for, for several weeks, we can provide that as well. We serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week, 365 days a year, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So they're always welcome to come grab a meal. We don't ask questions. Uh, if you need a meal, you need a meal. We don't uh, mm-hmm. ask anything ask anything from you. Uh, if you need a place to stay, one thing that we do here locally is uh, we have what's called a single point of entry and the Coalition for the Homeless, which they're national as well. Uh, they kind of run that. And what an individual, if they need a spot to stay, needs to do is they need to call that number. And the Coalition of the Homeless will actually assign them a specific homeless shelter to go to. And the purpose of that is just so one homeless shelter is not completely overfilled and the other one doesn't have very many people in there. They kind of make sure that uh, the shelters can handle the amount of people that are there. And they do a fantastic job of doing that. But if someone just needs a spot to stay or needs a meal, if they just walk up, uh, we will certainly help them to the best of our ability. Okay. And you do. I know the short period of time that I was there with the film crew with Project Volunteer, you brought us out um, in the food truck um, underneath the bridge. And I was honestly, I was amazed and it enlightened my eyes on what the Salvation Army does. And Jeremy, you're so good um, with people, um, with just going out there and meeting them right where they're at. And, you know, shouldn't we all be doing this in some way, shape or form, just meeting the needs of others and giving of ourselves, whether it be our time or finances or, you know, if we have food to give. And and that's what the Salvation Army is doing. You have a lot of different services. And so I would like to kind of break these down. You definitely uh, service the homeless population. And, you know, one question I wanted to ask, I think a lot of people uh, have this mindset that homeless people, you know, they're just lazy. They're just out there. They don't want to work for a living. But w- what are your findings with why are people homeless? What what have you run across? Yeah. So, uh, you know, homelessness, again, and poverty in general is certainly not one dimensional. Um, you know, there's individuals that I've encountered that simply lost their job and had no other way of in uh, no other way of gaining income or employment and they've just fallen on hard times financially so they lost their home i had some people who uh you know obviously have some sort of addiction whether it be drugs or alcohol uh, and they're looking for a a helping hand there are some individuals um who obviously have mental illness, which is uh, big in the homeless community. Mm-hmm. And then there's some individuals, uh, there's some individuals that um, 
you know, may have pets or things of that nature and uh, have somebody else to take care of while they're dealing with all this stuff. So uh, homelessness is is certainly uh, a difficult situation. You know, they say that 50% of Americans are simply one paycheck away from being homeless. So it's really not an unrealistic thing. Mm-hmm. I know here uh, in, in the coming days, we're particularly uh, somewhat worried because here in the city of Louisville, we have just over 7,000 homeless people. And the majority of those homeless people um, are either in shelters or they're couch surfing. Uh, there's you know, only a couple hundred individuals that are actually you know, sleeping out on the streets. But uh, here coming up on June the 30th, there is a moratorium for eviction. So all of the individuals whom rent homes or, um, you know, have had difficulties with employment uh, and they were unable to pay their rent uh, up until this point, they were unable to be evicted. Well, on June the 30th, Uh, That is no longer the case. And as we know, uh, a lot of people were unemployed, unemployed during COVID and a lot of people are struggling during COVID. So Mm -hmm. we are expecting a very large uptick in homelessness here come June 30th. So we're trying to make preparations for that as we speak. Okay, we're going to we need to take another quick break right here. But when we come back, we're going to hear more about the Salvation Army. So everyone stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. We shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. Today, my guests are Captain Jimmy Parrish um, with the Salvation Army in Louisville, Kentucky, and Jeremy Worf, um, the Director of Volunteer Services. And I'm learning so much about the Salvation Army. I hope our listeners are enjoying this. But I wanted to ask you, Captain Parrish, um, what are you currently working on? Well, we're currently working on um, just what we call a mission essential campaign. And this mission essential campaign is critical in fighting um, really through the pandemic and the poverty. Uh, what we've what we've seen through the pandemic and what we're estimating is that nine and 12 million households have unpaid bills. And so they're at risk of losing their homes. And 80% of households are likely to have already spent their stimulus checks. Uh-huh. And so in paying off those debts, now they have nothing left for the essentials of food and clothing and things of that sort. So in this campaign and raising our $500,000, we're going to use that money to give back to this community to help those people in need with utility bills, with um, food uh, that they may not have, with um, occasions where they could pay some of their rent or get them back on their feet, really try to keep people from falling below that poverty line, poverty line, because we feel like once people fall below that poverty line, it it says that the challenges could take up to four years for them to to get back above the poverty line. So that's really what we don't want to happen. Right. And how can we help um, Captain Parrish, someone that's not been involved with the Salvation Army? Um, how can we help out? Well, we, you could by going to SalvationArmyLouisville.org and just really looking at the different things that we're doing. We put all the different programs that we have going on at our facility on a daily basis, but it will help you understand just how critical those needs are, you know, donating money or uh, donating food or giving of yourself, of your time and your talent uh, to the Salvation Army to help others in need. And that's really critical because 
from that point, from you doing those things, we really see impactful stories come about in people's lives because of people responding either financially or volunteering their time. Okay. Jeremy, do you have an inspirational story you would like to share on how the Salvation Army has impacted the life of a person or a family? I do. And there are uh, so many uh, instances of that. But I think that my favorite inspirational story happened just a few years ago. And to kind of um, put it in perspective, we had a, a young lady. She came to us in November and she was experiencing homelessness and she was living out of her van with her two daughters. And she came to us and all she wanted that night was a meal. Um, but we told her about all the services we offer. And what we end up doing for this young lady is we end up getting into her into an apartment that's actually located here at the Salvation Army. And once we got her daughters in school and in daycare, we were able to uh, identify what Miss April was her name, uh, mm-hmm. what she needed. And we got her in uh, all the classes that she needed, uh, whether it be financial budgeting or resume building. And she ended up getting a job there soon after sewing clothes. And one of the classes that we actually offer here at the Salvation Army is a sewing class, teaching individuals how to uh, make adjustments to clothing or to uh, any sort of materials, whether they be household or automobile. We will actually um, kind of instruct them how to sew. Well, anyways, this individual, April, she got really, really, really good at sewing. And she began making outfits for little boys and for little girls. And she got really good at it. So fast forward two years, Miss April has actually started her own company. It's oh, wow. called Wonderfully Marley. And uh, she got that. Uh, she got uh, her own LLC. It's one of the classes that we have here at the Salvation Army. And she started making little boys outfits and little girls dresses and ribbons and bows. And she actually walked her line at New York City Fashion Week in 2018 and was able to purchase her own vehicle, her own car. And uh, it's just a, an awesome thing that uh, she was able to overcome and uh, and deal with. And she's flourishing now. She's doing so good. Wow. I mean, that is an inspirational story. Wow. And, and you've got to just look at God at what he does and, and how he uses people to pour out into others and then how she is now using the gifts and talents that God has given her you know, Mm -hmm. uh, to display his glory. Um, I know we're out of time. This has gone so quick. I know you've got a lot of other programs. You, you offer services to veterans, you have youth programs, you have summer camp. There's, I mean, we could talk for, for more uh, time, but it's out, but I'd like to have both of you on again and touch on some other programs that you offer. But thank you so much, both of you, uh, Captain Parrish and Jeremy, for being on Shape by Faith. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. And thank you for listening. I'm Teresa Rowe. Everyone have a blessed day.